Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello and welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. I'm Ziv Raviv and this is where we explore together how to fight less how to have a better connection and how to have more intimacy with your spouse and create a generous marriage. I don't do this by myself. I have my co-host, my partner in crime that helps to investigate what is a generous marriage. And today you're going to be surprised because we're actually going to try and make you fight more. Shachar Erez, what is that all about? Hi, Ziv. Great to be here. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's funny, huh? Today we're going to talk about how important it is to fight, which is a controversial uh, sentence to say. Yeah, I thought we were trying to help people fight less, and now we're trying to help them fight more. People are going to get confused, but that's why you should stay around for this episode of the Generous Marriage Podcast. This is episode three. We are available in generousmarriage.com. And today, as always, we're going to have three things for you. The first thing is a story about a couple that has had a problem with fighting. They didn't have enough of them. Uh, and then we will talk about a tool on how to recover from fights, which is actually a topic that I am really keen on going into the debate and learning, just like uh, you guys listening, uh, learning on tools on how to recover from fights. And then we will also share a research that brings a new light to the way that we see fights and the tools around that. So uh, let's I'll start with the story. Take it away, Shachar. So the story today is about Lila and Oliver. They came to me to repair their trust a few months earlier. She found out he was sexting with another woman and felt betrayed. And he agreed. He understood why she felt betrayed. It really didn't fit his character. So as we were uh, working on that, uh, they told me their story. Usually that's how we start. They told me their story. And in many ways, their story was a beautiful love story, a fairy tale in a sense. They met, they fell in love, they got married quickly. They had wonderful two kids. They had great jobs, great house, great lives. And they were really proud of how they never fought. They were no fighting. They were also kind of looking down about the couples around them that kept complaining about their partners and they saw them fighting. And, and this couple, Lila and Oliver, didn't get it. Why is everybody fighting so much? Then a few, more than a few years later, they had their uh, third child. And a little bit after that, they found out she had breast cancer a rare type of breast cancer that uh, they, she had to go through a mastectomy, taking off one breast and then reconstructing it. And it was a few years they were fighting with the cancer and the consequences of it. And uh, it was a, a long and hard uh, struggle. She came out of it healthy and everything was okay. But in those years... She was so ashamed of her body and, and the scars and the whole process that she didn't let him see her without a shirt and, and even without a wig. Wow. They, they had an amazing connection on the base of it. The foundation was, was that they were having 
two kids, lovely kids, good jobs, great house. They were in, in a relationship that had some problem in the past, some situation where the husband, Oliver, had been sexting with another lady and that was something that they worked on and had that kind of like as a scar too, kind of a scar too. But then they had to go through breast cancer and that made the relationship go a little bit distant, according to what you say. They, they... So, so actually the sex thing came after. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, let me explain that better. So there were a few years they were going through the healing from cancer and everything that's around it. And, and little by little, little sex kind of went away because of, of all that shame. They still had a little sex, but it wasn't as much as they used to have and as intimate as they as they used to have. And she kept asking him if that's okay. And he is a great guy and he supported her. And of course it's okay. And I understand and I understand why you're ashamed and we can do it in your in the pace that fits you. And without being aware of the needs that weren't met for him, the physical needs and more about the emotional needs he started uh, developing a gaming habit. He's a very successful guy, owns a company, and he finds himself going to the bathroom in the middle of the workday a few times a day to play games on his phone. Weird, you know? Wow. And then he finds himself sexting with this woman, which really doesn't fit his character. It was way uh, out of his character. And in a sense, when he was found out, he was glad. Yeah. He wanted to. But, wow. Yeah. And as we started exploring that, they realized they were avoiding each other. They were hiding a lot from each other. The fairy tale life they had wasn't really real. Hmm. She wasn't ashamed only of her scarred body. There was shame about parts of themselves. Both, both of them had shame about parts of themselves. Both of them had shame about needs and feelings and ideas that they were afraid that the other couldn't contain or wouldn't approve. So they just avoided. And over time, that was the price of all this avoidance, this weird gaming habit. You know, habit is a nice word. It, it was an addiction or almost an addiction because it wasn't an addiction because he stopped the minute he realized. And usually addiction is harder to stop. But it was compulsive gaming. Mm. And this whole sexting and betrayal and the whole shame about that. So after we realized that and I started talking with them that some fighting is actually important, especially if you know how to repair, especially if you know how to come back to each other and uh, recreate the connection and recreate intimacy and, and take responsibility for your part and express that you understand the other point of view and maybe their hurt or pain or, or whatever happened in the fight, then this kind of fighting actually strengthens the relationship. It helps you understand yourself better, understand your partner better. It helps you trust that your partner will not run away in the face of conflict, that you can be yourself even if it's uncomfortable for your partner and they still stay it actually deepens the trust you know you you explained that you you share the story now now it makes like way more sense and and actually i see how 
uh, the, their fairy tale background was an illusion in the sense of there were underlying movements inside of each of them of needs that weren't met and of, of a certain emptiness in the emotional tank. And uh, it sounds like, like uh, she's been going through a lot with shame, with, with feeling bad about herself. And it sounds like it wasn't easy for Oliver either because he, he kept being unaware of his needs on, on some level uh, right. and, and finding out his needs being met by other devices. So I see his need for maybe for points and for appreciation maybe uh, was met by, by those mobile games and, and potentially also, you know, with being involved with sexting uh, with another lady. And that might have been why he felt heard this way. And I see Lila was, was basically not open and didn't want to go into fights, but she actually had all sorts of situations in her life that, that made her, that were a good reason for a fight. Really good reason. Yeah. So, so what, what um, uh, the, the problem is that those, those couple are in such a delicate situation together, you know, to find out that your partner betrayed you. Oh my God, that's a very hard struggle to go and overcome. And it's, yeah. it's in some level, in some level, it's almost, you know, in the same category of hardship, like, like the actual cancer. It's, it's really hard. It's possible, but it's hard. Just like she recovered from cancer, they had to now recover from, from betrayal with yeah. the sexting. But that was uh, something that is even more complicated because his underlying shallowness included becoming almost addicted uh, to mobile gaming or to, to getting some points from, yeah. from his phone instead of from his wife or life. So what yeah, happened? You, you really got it. And, and I want to say something about affairs. That affairs, unfortunately, are quite common. We don't have accurate numbers, but they think that it's between 50 to 50%, like half the couples to two thirds of the couples actually go through affairs. And I want to say affair is not a good reason to break up. Affair is a good reason to go deep. It almost always shows a need that was not met in the relationship and the person who had the affair went outside of the relationship to get that need met, to get that need fulfilled. And if you go deep into that, usually there's a way, not always of course, but usually there's a way to make sure both of them feel like their needs are met in the relationship and they don't have to go outside or if they go outside, maybe it's with agreement. Well, we definitely, yeah. we definitely should uh, dig deeper on that topic in this podcast, because that topic of affairs is, is again, yeah. like you said, it's so common, unfortunately, that people don't yeah. get the... the it's uh, common and so untalked about. People don't really share it with their friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shame, a lot of shame there too. Right, right. Back to Oliver. Yeah. It was just, uh, Oliver and Lila, it was just amazing to see them. First, it was really funny and heartwarming to see them come back to me week after week and be proud about fighting. And of course, they weren't really proud about the fight. They were proud 
of the deeper authenticity they were discovering and how they were able to express themselves more fully. And it uh, started with the relationship, but it went uh, through all of their lives. They started to live more fully, to, to find what makes them come alive and go do that, not only together, also individually. So it was just, it was really beautiful to see how they were growing. Repairing the trust took about a year, maybe even more. They didn't, you know, at some point we stopped uh, meeting because they were doing well, even though there was still some post-trauma regarding the trust, but they were able to process it and be together in those hard moments. So they didn't really need me and, and therapy for that. But I was feeling very proud to see uh, how they change and how they're so much more authentic and alive. It was really beautiful. It, it's actually like every time they fought, they went through a self-exploration process as well and the self-definition process. Because why do you really fight? You fight when, when first of all, you need to care in order to mm -hmm. fight. But mm -hmm. you, you need to not just care with, about the other side of the fight. You also need to care about yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to have something that you want to happen or that you uh, want to, to know about yourself to be true. Uh, so, like... All of those fights, sometimes there's, uh, they, they are very much justified. Sometimes we feel like our spouse maybe nags us on something and starts a fight. Maybe they had a bad day at work and they start a fight. There's all sorts of reasons why the fight might seem to us like something that is just evil and that's it. Just uh, a wrong behavior. But what if it's not? You know, what if the fight was justified? And I dare say that many of the fights are justified or at the very least are an opportunity to take the fight, to find out the root cause and to actually grow and get closer to one another because really it's all about the partnership and making the partnership better and more suitable for the, the needs of the two partners. Right, right, I agree. And it's really important to take this opportunity. You yeah. know, some, some couples fight and don't really repair. They know how to kind of move on, which, which is important. You need to know how to move on. You don't really have to go deep in every fight. But you need to go deep in most of the fights. You need to have a repair that at the end of it, you feel close to each other, you feel understood, you feel heard, you, have a, you, you want to touch or kiss or hug, there's deeper intimacy. That's how you know that the repair was actually done. You feel it, your chest gets wider and your heart opens. So the secret for Lila and Oliver was not to have more fights, but to have more fights that are repaired. And, right. and through the repair, comes the connection and the ability to improve and to uh, meet the needs of your partner. So uh, that's very interesting and a success story for Lila and for Oliver that through learning how to repair fights, they were able to pretty much change the direction of their partnership, of their marriage. And again, make it a more generous one. So let's go right into the tool what is it? How can we do it? It sounds so hard. How can we repair fights? 
So first I want to start with what to avoid, okay? So fighting is okay, but don't cross your red lines, meaning no physical violence, of course, of course, of course. No cursing. And even try to avoid contempt. Contempt is a serious poison uh, for a relationship. So there should be an agreement that even if some contempt came out in the in the fighting, you cannot double uh, apologize for it later. You, you need to have an agreement that you want to avoid contempt. And some people that grew up with a lot of shame are more prone to contempt, but there should be an agreement of the couple that Uh, contempt should be avoided. I, I understand, of course, physical violence is out of the, the question. Um, and of course, I, I can see why cursing is, is uh, counterproductive. And I feel, you know, how, how hard it is to get contempt. But can you give a few examples of contempt? So contempt, generally speaking, is the... experience when you make the other feel less than you i'm better than you and we have uh, many ways to show that sometimes it's a roll of the eyes sometimes it's the tone of voice there's a there's a face to it something with the lip that kind of you know there's like uh, everybody would uh, recognize it if they see it but the Generally, it's about making the other feel less than me. And that's, that's the number one predictor of a divorce. Wow. Contempt. So I work with couples that have contempt and they don't divorce because they have an agreement to change that. It, it's changeable. But if you don't have this agreement, it's a predictor of bad times. It's really hard to be generous when you are confronted with contempt. Yeah, why would you be generous if you feel less than, if someone is, is shaming you and making you feel so belittled and small? You, it's really hard to be generous then. Really hard, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a blocker. So, yeah. okay, so... No other blockers, other things to avoid... is being too defensive in the fight and not bothering to listen to the other at all and criticizing too much. And another thing to avoid is uh, stonewalling, is closing up and kind of giving the silent treatment. And we'll probably have a whole episode about these four things because there are four poisons we want to avoid. But for now, we'll just uh, mention them quickly. And then uh, let's talk about how to actually repair. So first, how do we repair? Slowly. Because after the fight, we're unregulated. Our nervous system is dysregulated and we need to take time to come back to ourselves. It takes at least 20 minutes, usually more. And in those 20 minutes, you need... To think about other things, not about the fight, because then you, you're still there. And when you feel regulated enough, start creating connection with, with small gestures, uh, eye contact, uh, small uh, light uh, touch, or maybe, I don't know, offer a tea or tell your partner, hey, I'm making a sandwich, do you want one? 
small bids for connection. And if it's a good day, even though you had a fight, your partner will notice those bids for connection and give some in return. And then little by little, you start recreating the connection. And when there's enough connection, I say, dare to apologize. It's really about daring because apologizing can feel exposed. I say with your partner, dare to apologize. Take, take responsibility for your part in the fight. Express your sorrow for the hard, the hard words and the hard things that happened. Um, show you understand your partner. Show you understand if they got hurt. And even try to, to explain, explain what happened, what got you so triggered. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm hungry. <laughs> I came back from work and I'm too hungry. And because of that, I'm short and my wife says something and I, you know, sometimes it's really something silly. Yeah. I'm hungry or I'm stressed or something not even connected to my partner. So it's good to explain what happened. It's good because it helps you understand yourself better and it helps your partner understand you better. And once again, it strengthens the, the understanding between you and the trust between you and, and the connection. I like how the apology doesn't come first because I think that once you are after the fight and you already know that you did some things that you shouldn't, you sh- you, you shouldn't do, Like you want to be responsible, you were, you were talking not in a nice way, or maybe you didn't show enough appreciation, or maybe you did forget to, to do some things that you were supposed to do. Some of the times, uh, and I dare say many of the times, we do have a reason why we should apologize for our side of things and take responsibility and own it, own it, that even if we were only the trigger of the fight, yeah? The trigger of the fight was that I didn't put the towel in, uh, in the right place and left it on the floor. Maybe that was the, just a trigger. But I still, you know, potentially, uh, I, I, I can own the fact that I did something wrong too. And, and yes, maybe the other partner used this as an opportunity to create a fight or something of that sort because she's already aggravated. By, by other needs that are not met. But that's okay. It's still my responsibility to own it. So, uh, but, but asking for apology, it's not easy. And for me at least, I see it as not easy because it's scary that it will not be received. So actually saying I'm sorry, that's, easy. that's not the hard part. The hard part is go overcoming the fear of what if she... What if my partner will, will be angry again, even of, of me just asking for apology? Like, that's the last thing we want in a fight. But, yeah. but you're not saying start with an apology. You're saying, hey, first of all, you know, go and take those 20 minutes. Obviously, don't take those 20 minutes to do some uh, mobile gaming. If that's, you know, something that you do compulsory, uh, uh, that would be bad for you and will make the situation worse. But take 20 minutes to do something productive. Maybe go and mow the lawn. Maybe go feed your animals. Maybe go to do a jog. Like uh, just yesterday, I felt so aggravated. I didn't want to bring my hardship from, from a business meeting into my family. And I just went on a one-hour jog. 
And when I came back, my family waited for me and they were happy that I'm coming back and I didn't have to fight about this when it's not related to my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Coming back after those 20 minutes or even more and starting with the small gestures and, and try to look at the eye, that's, that's scary, but it's not as scary as starting a conversation immediately. But just try to touch or to talk. I love it. it, it it's, it's easier and it's practical. And then once you have the connection, then you can dare to, to do the next bit, to take ownership. Yeah, right. It's, it's amazing how this little look, this little glance in the eye recreates connection and how hard it is many times to look at each other after a fight. Yeah. So ideally, both of you understand that and uh, read it, each other's bids for connection and uh, answer with another bid for connection. And that's how do it together it's always about doing it together actually and most of the times both of you will need to uh, apologize most of the fights both of the partners had some responsibility for the fight yeah one was triggered and did something and the other answered in a way that wasn't seeing the first one and from then it just escalates and in a sense both of them that yeah in a sense a fight is a situation where one is triggered and then they do something or say something that triggers the other side and then they keep triggering one another uh, up to the point of of you know uh, the the fight just goes out of proportions and out out of control Uh, so just the fact that you triggered first doesn't mean you are all to blame and it's not about finding who's to blame it's about repairing the fight exactly exactly no one is to blame and usually both have responsibility yeah the research we're going to share today is a research done by doctors Lowell Krokoff from University of Wisconsin and by the famous John Gottman let me say a few words about John Gottman so John Gottman has been researching couples for, I'm not sure now, probably 35, maybe even 40 years. And he has been video recording couples and analyzing what they do. And, and it's just, he has, I think he's the person that has the most knowledge about couples in the world. And all of couples counseling is very influenced by him and this podcast is very influenced by his uh, findings and we'll mention him many times and today we're actually bringing a, a research uh, he co-authored that shows by the way this research is this research is from 1989 that's what almost 30 years ago 29 years ago wow. And the research found that contrary to the common wisdom that fighting is a problem, certain type of fighting can actually predict long-term satisfaction with the marriage. So even though after the fight they don't feel satisfied, they don't like it, three years later, that's the long term that they checked in this uh, research, three years later they're more satisfied than couples who didn't fight. Wow. Or couples that fought and used those things that I mentioned earlier to avoid. 
So let me get that straight about the research that was done by uh, Dr. Lowell Krokov and uh, John Gutman. Uh, so basically, they studied people that has fights versus couples that don't have fights. And, they, and also types of fighting, oh. types of communication. So in terms they actually were able to find which kind of fighting is fruitful. So what, what is it? What type of fights is fruitful? So, so the, the fruitful fights are, are the ones in which the partner felt free to be angry with each other, hmm. felt understood by their partner. Now we go into the repair, yeah? They felt understood by their partner and finally came to a resolution usually involving some compromise. Hmm. So the fight, the, the, the topic of the fight is not the key. It's, it's not that you can fight on certain things and don't fight on other things. It's more like how do you deal with the fight and how do you feel in the f- fight? Yeah. Or after the fight that, uh, that you feel understood. That's very important that you feel understood by your partner, that you were able to, under- to explain your point and your partner got it, even if they didn't agree with it they understood it you know building up your marriage in a way that is with a foundation of a generous marriage it's not a sprint it's not like we're trying now to take this one tool and then uh get the 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 relationship to work and we're done it's an ongoing process a process it's a marathon and creating this loop of generosity where you're being generous to your spouse and then they get to become generous back and you become more generous and all of these good things that come from, from listening to the Generous Marriage Podcast, all of that comes with hard work. And mm-hmm. uh, this tool is just one of many and I love it that it was researched that mm-hmm. actually you know, repairing, repairing uh, fights will actually make you have a better, a better marriage with your spouse. And that is just one of the many things that you should consider uh, when you are working on building the foundation of your, of your um, partnership and of your marriage. And that's something that you will always do. Always you will work on that and make it deeper and stronger and, and improve the level of generosity. Yeah, I call it becoming a repair artist. Mm. <laughs> it's, really, it's not really about the fighting. It's really about knowing how to repair, how to come back to each other after the fight. And, and it's a lot about courage and generosity. Courage to recreate the connection and to be vulnerable and generosity even if my partner uh, was wrong, uh, I, I love her enough to be generous with her and recreate the connection and see how we can come through this misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see that. Yeah. So I also prepared a bonus, a PDF, with all the things we talked about in writing, what to avoid and how to repair and what to notice and how to feel at the end of the process. Yeah, and what I like about the bonus PDF that you can download on generousmarriage.com is that it also includes uh, some text example of, mm-hmm. of how to do the repair, 
how to apologize, how to express yourself. And I feel like that makes it uh, uh, more concrete and easier to implement. And guys, all you need to do is go to generousmarriage.com and go to the podcast tab, choose episode number three. And then there's a big button there waiting for you where you can uh, download the, the PDF for free and improve your readiness for the next fight. And if there is not enough fights in your life right now with your partner, then maybe you should initiate one. What do you think about that, Shachar? Yeah. Initiate one, but make sure you're courageous enough to repair. Mm. <laughs> I love it. That's um, really what it's all about. This might one day, uh, the name of the podcast might be instead of a generous marriage podcast, it should be the courageous marriage podcast because a lot of time it needs, you need to be courageous to be generous. But um, to put yeah. things more in perspective, you can go and download the file. You can understand exactly how to do it. And you should allow yourself to take your partner seriously, to take them as your partner for life and to allow yourself because of that. Don't be just roommates, be partners. And partners, they talk about those things that are troubling them. They talk about their needs. They fight if needed, but they repair. Yeah. Today, we've been looking at the story of Lila and Oliver. Lila and Oliver had been going through hurdles in their marriage that uh, were repairable and in order to repair those hurdles, they needed to also fight. And through fighting, they started to get rid of the shame and get uh, a better connection and even enjoy the bonus effect of recovering from fights, which is sometimes sex, much better sex. So uh, we didn't talk about that deeply today, uh, but it wasn't the focus. But definitely, we, we hope for you guys and for you uh, that listen to get that benefit as well. But th that's really true. They actually, it's, it's, uh, I kind of wish we did mention it because they started having not just more sex, they started having more intimate sex, more liberated sex. They were more free to express themselves and their needs and to be whatever part wanted to show up in life and in, in sexual life. Yeah. And that's very nourishing, super yeah. nourishing. Yeah, really we great. definitely we definitely will touch base the topic of sex in the future. Uh, yeah. It's it's a key it's a key element on a co on, on a relationship between a, between a couple. So definitely we will need to revisit that. But uh, in terms of uh, of communication and the, and leveraging fights, leveraging fights to improve the connection, I'm really happy for Lila and Oliver that that worked out for them and. We saw the tool with how to do the connection, to reestablish the connection after the fight, how to repair the fight. That was uh, something that you can learn more about in the generousmarriage.com uh, website. And finally, uh, we mentioned the research and the link for the research is already waiting for you. Just head over to generousmarriage.com and you can see the link and read the research from 1989 by yourself and get to see the same conclusion, which is that some fights are worth having, especially the one, the kind of fights that are repairable. Shachar, any words of advice before we wrap up? I think that's it. That was beautiful. 
I really enjoyed talking to you again. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to us. And uh, fight more, but have better repair. Yeah. And just as a final note, guys, if you're listening to this and if you're seeing any value with us sharing with you the stories and the tools and the research, go ahead and share this podcast with someone that you care about. Maybe it's a friend from your work. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's your, your sibling. Go and share it with people. People will uh, around you become a more generous marriage people and that, that is uh, the right type of people to be. Thank you guys again and see you next week on the Generous Marriage Podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.